Production. Recorded live. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you for this rainy day in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Lord. Just thank you and praise you, Lord God, for how you yet moving by your spirit. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Mm-hmm. What a mighty God we serve. This is the day that the Lord has made. Oh, God, and we have rejoiced. We will rejoice. We shall continue to rejoice and be glad in it. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. Glory, 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 glory to God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. To God be all the glory and the honor, oh God, in this day. Oh God, we pray that this day, oh God, that the will of God has been done in the lives of your people. We pray that this day, Lord God, has been a day that brought you pleasure, glory, and honor in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Glory, glory, glory. It is the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you begin to think of the goodness of God and all that he has done in this day just for us. All that he's done for us in this day, this moment, this hour. Even since you done come home from work, if you're working, even after you done finished eating your dinner, glory to God. Just These are just small, little simple things, but all the things that he has done, glory to God, Mm-mm-mm-mm. that he has applied to our lives today, amen, glory to God. We have to be merciful and thankful, grateful, showing much gratitude. Oh, God, ready to give him glory and honor, for he is God alone, and he's worthy. Yes, he is. He's worthy to be praised. Glory to God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Glory to God. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You've got to be able to just tap into the goodness, the goodness, that, that taste, that taste that the Lord himself is. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Truly, he is good. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He's sweeter than the, than the honey in a honeycomb that's made by the the bees, and the, you know, the bumblebees or whatever those things are that make honey, bees. But I tell you, he's a great God, ah, and greatly to be praised he is. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He is our God. Yes, he is. And he's God alone, all by himself. Amen. We should be able to attest to that, to give him glory and honor. Amen, 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 amen. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Personal Touch International Ministry Online Deliverance. Amen. Deliverance Conference Bible Study. Amen. Because I tell you, the Word of God is our deliverance. And if you're not delivered, it's definitely, truly not because the Word of God is not doing its job. Because I tell you, when God assigned his Word to our lives, amen, the Word of God begins its work. It begins its processing. It begins to build and tear down. It begins to take control of our lives if we let it. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank and praise you for this day. Amen. For this is the day that you've made. This is another day, a new day that you've given unto us. Oh, God, and we just give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. We thank you so much, oh, God, for a new day. Amen. We know that yesterday we did all we could do. We did all we could ever think of doing. And we pray that we've done what you will to be done. But this is a new day that you made. Yesterday is gone. And all that we didn't do, Father God, we can never come back into trying to make up for what we didn't do yesterday. But today, Lord God, day that you unto us. Amen. And we just thank and praise you, Lord God, for what you're doing right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for how you're blessing every household, blessing the mind of your people, oh God, how you're allowing, oh God, your grace and mercy to sweep through our spirit and soul, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord God, we just thank and praise you, Lord God, for being our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank and praise you, Lord God, for giving us salvation, giving us a way back to you. Oh, God, that will, hallelujah, Jesus, that will totally reconcile us back to our Father, giving us back our image of you, giving us back, oh, God, who we are in you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Mm. Lord, we just want to say thank you today because, Lord God, we couldn't do none of this without you. We can't do anything without you. We thank and praise you, O oh God, for the word of God that we're going to hear tonight. Thank and praise you, Lord God, for the hearers and the doers of your word. We thank and praise you, Lord God, for the comments, questions, and suggestions. We just thank you for how the spirit of the living God is going to move right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we ask that you would attune our ears, oh, God, into what the spirit has to say to the church. And we are the church. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Tonight, we're going to finalize and summarize more or less, amen. Let's build your spiritual foundation, for your foundation must be Jesus. So we're going to summarize it, amen, based upon the teachings that we've had, amen, for the month of November. Lord, have mercy, because I tell you, the teachers have been teaching, and I tell you, they have researched, and they've studied the Word of God, and we just thank and praise God for how they begin to share with us about laying the foundation. Praise the Lord, Sister Pooty. Praise the Lord, Pooty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we just thank and praise God for the word of God and, and how they brought forth. Amen. Sister Jasmine started us out. Amen. With the 
understanding, amen, of why your foundation must be Jesus, amen. And she took us back in the, in, into the format of how a foundation is actually laid, amen, and, and how our spiritual foundation, because that's what we're talking about, is a spiritual foundation and how it should be laid, amen, based upon our faith, our confession, amen, our repentance, forgiveness, baptism, amen, amen, just preparing the way for the word of God. But most of all, that, that, that foundation cannot be laid without the basics, the basis of the foundation, which is Christ Jesus himself. Amen. Then Elder Harley came and told us a little bit about the construction. Amen. And how the word of God, amen, it, it builds our spiritual foundation. But construction has to begin. In other words, that word has to come in, tear down, oh God, uproot. Plow, whatever word you want to use for your circumstance, your life circumstances, that the word of God is getting ready to come through and tear down so that the Lord God himself can build up, amen, in us that beautiful church, amen, that he desires in his heart towards us. Lord have mercy. So when the construction begins, it entails a new heart, a new mind. Amen. It entails mortifying the flesh, getting rid of self daily. Amen. It entails, amen, seeking the kingdom of God. Amen. Seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It entails getting rid of self. Amen. Construction begins. And then Elder Legree came in, and she told us about the materials being used. But the materials we use must be the word of God. Amen. Not tradition and religion, not a form of godliness, not familiar spirits. Amen. Amen. Not none of those things, not a form or fashion. Amen. Not a practice or rehearsal. None of those things. Amen. The materials that must be used must be the word of God. That word of God comes in and shapes our lives. It forms us. It makes us. It reconciles us and brings us back into being with the Father. Amen. So when the Father looks on us, all he begins to see is the beauty of his son Jesus as he begins to build us. Amen. Reconstruct us. Renew us. Restore us. Amen. Because when we confess salvation, we, we begin, the regeneration begins in us. We begin to get regenerated. Amen. Which means to be renewed, restored. Amen. So we're beginning to be that new creature. Amen. Whatever I did in my past, God don't recognize that thing no more when he begins that spiritual foundation in me. When he begins to build, begin to build according to his plan, his blueprints now in me. World may remember what I did yesterday. Amen. Man may remember what I did six years ago. Amen. My family may remember what I said and what I didn't say and what I did and what I didn't do yesterday. But the Bible teaches us, therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Amen. And old things have passed away. Behold, look at me now. All things have become new. Amen. So whatever you remember in my past, guess what? 
My new foundation says there is no past because, see, this is a new foundation in Christ Jesus. And its builder and its maker is God the Father himself through his son Jesus and his word. Isn't that something? A new foundation. So we're going to summarize, amen, and that was a good summary right there, but we still want to add a little bit more to that to let us know that this foundation, in order for it to be solid as we begin to study, pray, teach, preach, amen, eat this word, amen, preach this word, pray this word, amen, rehearse this word in our lives, allow this word to become our armor, our clothing, allow this word to guide and lead us, amen. All of this is the building of your foundation. It is part of your building. It's part of your spiritual foundation being made by the word of God, being built by the master builder himself, which is God the Father. Amen. And there's not another word that you can lay on that foundation other than the word of God. There's not another foundation that can be laid in you. Amen. Once God has begun his process, amen, no other foundation can be laid upon that foundation except it be Jesus Christ. Amen. So we thank and praise God for what God is doing in us. We thank and praise God for how he's opening up our understanding to be able to know that we have to have a spiritual foundation, and that foundation must be Jesus. Amen. But we've got to be obedient and willing to allow the word of God to build on us. We got to be able to be obedient and willing to allow the word of God to tear down Hallelujah, that old man and its ways and its practices, uh-huh, and its thoughts and its ways and the will of that old man, amen, that houses all of those old things and old habits and nasty ways and mean ways and filthy ways and perverted ways, amen, that old man, because see, in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. That's what the Bible teaches us. And none of us got nothing good going on on the inside of our flesh. Amen. So that old foundation has to be destroyed. You got to let the wrecking ball of the word of God come in and tear that thing down. Demolish your will. Glory to God. So that the will of God in Christ Jesus can begin the construction in you and build and rebuild that which God has planned and purposed in you for this earth today, for such a time as this. Are there any questions or any comments? <clears throat> Amen. We thank and praise God for that silence. We thank and praise God, amen. We're praying that you are listening, amen, as well as perceiving the word of God, amen. So tonight we just want to say that your foundation is the element of the plan of salvation ordained by God, amen. Man didn't do this, y'all. This is nothing mankind has constructed. This is the will of God. God initiated the plan of salvation through his son, Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the foundation. He must be your foundation. 
Jesus Christ must be your foundation. Foundation is the base, the basis on which a building is set. Your foundation must be Jesus. Jesus Christ must be the basis of your foundation being set in salvation, of your foundation being set in Christ Jesus, or however you want to say it, of your foundation being set in the word of God. Amen. Your foundation is the basis on which a building is being built. A building rests upon a foundation. The word of God has to have a foundation in you to rest upon and do the will of God. Come on, somebody. The word of God has to have a foundation in you. It has to have a place to be able to reside and reign in you in order to do the will of God on this earth through you. Amen. In Psalms 118 and 22, it says that the stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. Amen. When Jesus becomes your salvation, then does the building process of your foundation begin. Once you confess your Romans 10 and 9 through 10, the foundation process begins. And Jesus becomes your salvation. He is that cornerstone. Every building we discuss through this training, this teaching, has to have a cornerstone, a main stone. And that is the stone that holds up that whole foundation. Isn't that something? I don't care how many more you put around that, that building, but that cornerstone is the chief stone. That's the stone. That's going to hold the weight of everything that's put in that building, everything that's put in your foundation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm, 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 mm. Cornerstone is the stone, a corner of a building. It is the basic. It's the basis of the foundation. We say it again, and that is Christ Jesus. Tradition has structured a way for mankind. Don't allow tradition and religion to be a part of your foundation. In other words, God says, I'm holy, so you're holy. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. There's no denominations on the foundation. Amen. Thank God for them, but there are no denominations. So if you've got a denomination that's making you and deciding which way you're going to believe, which way you're going to serve God, guess what? You've just got some faulty material on your foundation. Amen. Faulty, damaging material. Tradition is not structured or organized or arranged according to God's will. That's his plan and his purpose is his will, y'all, in you on this earth. That's right. God has a plan and a purpose in every one of us on this earth. He created us for his pleasure. That was his purpose for mankind. 
He wants to be pleased through that he has created. But as we said, tradition has structured a way for mankind. Proverbs 14 and 12 says, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Isn't that something? My, mankind has a way that seems right. In other words, mankind has a form of godliness, and it feels good in our flesh. It's comfortable to us in our will. Glory to God. But guess what? That's not going to build on your foundation. Your foundation must be Jesus. And it must be Jesus Christ, and you must be in spirit and in truth. It has to be in spirit and in truth. There's nothing else that's going to stand on your foundation. Once your foundation is completed, your foundation takes you into eternity. It takes you into the will of God that you will spend eternity with the Father. So don't you want your foundation built right? according to the word of God, in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. This structured way includes written commentaries. This is man's way. Books of his life, his dreams, his testimonies, his visions, his will. And what does that have to do with Christ Jesus? Yes, now, they've taken the word of God and said that the word of God did this and the word of God said that and the word of God put me here and put me there. But is that the same material for your foundation? Or should it have just been laid on the writer's foundation? Come on, somebody, because, see, we've got to understand that the enemy has fooled mankind. He has taken tradition and religion and given it to all. Everyone that's called, that universal call that went out to all mankind saying, you must be saved. You must be born again. They come up with a structured way that everybody is following, and it's called the broad way. That way is full of people. And that way in spirit and in truth that Christ Jesus died on the cross for. Hallelujah. And he set an example for mankind in showing us the way that will please the Father, showing us the way that will lead us back to the Father, showing us the way that will give us back the image of God. Glory to God. So when God looks on us, all he sees is his son Jesus. He gave us that. But see, tradition and religion have cut a path through that or try have, or have tried to cut a path through that to make mankind say, oh, it don't take all of that what Jesus did. But I beg to differ because, see, your foundation must be Jesus, and Jesus Christ must be the cornerstone. So whatever you build has to be built upon him. It can't be built upon nothing else. God, I love you, Jesus. Are there any questions or comments? <clears throat> There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof 
are the ways of death. This structured way of mankind called tradition and religion has been used by mankind for generation after generation. The word of God is very simple and is very precise on how God wants things and what God wants done. But we allow tradition and religion to come against in spirit and in truth. See, tradition and religion versus in spirit and in truth is the flesh's way of warring against the spirit and the spirit's way of warring against the flesh. Amen. Tradition and religion versus in spirit and in truth is the flesh's way. Amen. Because, see, the flesh's way is tradition and religion. The spirit's way is in spirit and in truth. Because, see, God is a spirit, and there's no other way you're going to get to him except you become as he is on this earth. Oh, yeah, it's possible. Study the word of God, and you will see. Get into a relationship with the Father, and you will see and understand what I'm talking about. Because the only way you're going to communicate with him is in spirit and in truth. So tradition and religion is in, in, in competition with in spirit and in truth. Galatians 5 and 17 says, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. In other words, so you cannot do the things that God requires you to do. So that you cannot do the things that, you, that the will of God has purposed in his word for you to follow exactly as he has commanded to do. Mm. The flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit lusts against the flesh. Tradition and religion is the flesh. Come on, somebody. It's the flesh whether you want to acknowledge it or not. In spirit and in truth is the spirit. Tradition and religion versus the spirit is a spiritual warfare. Oh, yeah. The warfare is in the spirit realm with the flesh trying to dictate to the spirit. Come on, somebody. It is designed to hinder, if not stop, the spiritual building of your foundation in Christ Jesus. It's designed to do that. And it has uh, so many people engrafted in that. It has choked so many people in salvation that have said that the Lord called me. And I'm not talking about nobody preaching and teaching. I'm talking about just coming into the knowledge of salvation by saying yes to the will of God. People are coming into this thing with a confession. They're coming in with a half confession. They're coming into salvation with a half yes. I don't know how you do it, but that's what they're coming in with. They're coming in saying, I know that God is God. I know that God raised Jesus from the dead and that Jesus is the son of God. But then again, I'm turning around committing adultery and whoremongering and whorehopping, as they say. I'm fornicating. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. So you gave Jesus Christ, you gave the word of God a half yes. 
Tradition and religion is what it is. It's a form of godliness. We're going by a familiar spirit, spirit of divination. Tradition and religion is designed and structured by the will of man. Think about that thing. Tradition and religion is designed and structured by the will of man, which belongs to Satan. Oh, yeah, it belongs to the devil. To make you think that you have to go through it to get to God. Isn't that something? It's, this thing is so designed because when people know, oh, I feel God. I feel my help. I feel the spirit of the Lord. Well, see, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pits because if you feel in God, please tell me how you're doing it because I'm sure in that area. Tradition and religion is designed and structured by the will of man. This thing has been orchestrated by man, has taken uh, bits and pieces or half of the word of God, and that's from compromising, and they're saying, okay, we're in the will of God. And the devil is having a heyday out of that. He is enjoying that. In order to get in God's presence and into the things of God, you say, well, I, I, feel, I feel the presence of the Lord. I feel like God told me to do this. And I, I, I feel like God is leading me. I feel like God is calling me. Well, you're getting too many feelings there. In other words, tradition and religion has a comfort zone, and it has to feel God. Well, the feeling is coming from the flesh. That's the will of man, which Satan is in control of that. Your flesh and its will, its only part is to die. That's the only part it plays. It has to surrender all. That's, the, that's what it's supposed to do. In order for it to line up with the will of God, it has to be put to death. Put it on your cross that Jesus told you when he said, pick up your cross and follow me. In other words, pick up your cross and put all of your will on it. The will of your flesh, nail it to that. You're not going to die like I did, but your flesh will. Come on, somebody. Your flesh Hang it on your cross. Your flesh and its will, only part is to die. Surrender all the will, all of your will to the will of God and his righteousness. Your flesh wants you to think that it's God, that it is a God, and that you have to acknowledge God through its permission. Your flesh makes you think and believe that it is in charge or it is a God. Well, I'm here to tell you, no, it's not. It's not a God. It wants you to think that you have to get its permission to serve God. It wants you to think that you can't change unless you get its permission before you accept the word of God. Come on, somebody, think about that thing. Why would God create mankind and put him greater than him? 
Why would God create mankind and give him authority over him? Him meaning God himself. Why would God create mankind other than for his pleasure and to glorify him, but yet give him power and authority to control him? Why would God do that? Are there any questions or any comments? This is a good lesson, Pastor. Me and Sister Pudi are enjoying it. Amen. Amen. This is a good study. I tell you, your foundation must be Jesus. Amen. Sister Pudi must be got on her own personal headphone because she done got real quiet. No, I just had to use the phone. Okay. The Word of God is the only material according to the Master Builder's plan that will construct and build your spiritual foundation according to the will of God. Wouldn't you, rather, wouldn't you rather have your foundation that must be Jesus be built by the word of God and nothing else? And you say, well, well, Pastor, well, Pastor, you said it's his stuff like it's easy. Well, it is easy because, see, God has not given us nothing. It, the Scripture teaches us there is no temptation, amen, which is common to man, that is common to man, that God has not given us a way of escape out of. So in other words, again, the word of God will bring us out of whatever we're in, whatever we're yielding our members to. Whatever we're catering to, whatever we're bowing down to, amen, the word of God will come in and destroy that, remove it off the foundation and rebuild the foundation. That's how powerful the word of God is. Because, see, what people don't really realize that God is, is his word. God is in his word. He is his word. It tells you that in, in St. John 1 and 1. Tradition and religion omits the most vital parts of your foundation, which is the chief cornerstone. A lot of people say they have confessed Christ and they have made him that chief cornerstone through confession. But like I said, when you go back and you turn and go back to your old ways, old way of doing things, and you compromise, even if you don't go all the way back, but yet you compromise, then you just put damaging material on your foundation. Glory to God. You cannot build corruption on an incorruptible foundation. You can't do it. And you can't be having layers of corruption and then incorruption. Corruption and then incorruption. Because one thing about repentance, repentance is something that we should be doing on a daily basis. Repentance is just like a demolition crew standing guard at your foundation. Every time you do something that's of your own nature and you repent, that demolition demolition crew go in there and they begin to clean that foundation up to make sure that that thing don't reside with what's already been laid. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. 
Glory to God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It'll make sure. That's what repentance does. Repentance is like the mopping crew. It's like the cleaning up crew. Because, see, when we allow that word of God, like I said, you can't have a, 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 a corruptible material, then an incorruptible. Corruptible, then incorruptible. In other words, you can't be straddling the fence of this thing. But if you do do that, God has this word called repentance. Uh-huh. And this word will clean that foundation. But the thing is, don't keep going back applying these same old damaging materials to your foundation. Let the repentance through the word of God clean you and move forward and allow the Lord to build even more. Tradition and religion is a damaging material. That's why we stand on that. Because, see, everything comes through tradition and religion. If it's not coming through the spirit of the Lord and spirit and the truth, it's coming through tradition and religion. Tradition and religion has institutionalized mankind when it comes down to salvation. They've been institutionalized with their beliefs toward Christ Jesus. And that includes much compromise. Much dishonesty, much much form of godliness, much form and fashion, much pretense, much familiar ways, having a familiar spirit. Well, we're going to do like the church down the street because they seem to be getting a lot of members, and then we're going to add a little bit more to it. Tradition and religion is terrible, I'm telling you. It's not a good Good material is not a good product to even purchase for your foundation is being built by Christ Jesus. Tradition, the definition according to theology for tradition is doctrine believed to have divine authority, though not in Scripture in particular. Please hear me. Tradition, definition according to theology is doctrine that has been believed to have divine authority. In other words, that form, that that thing, that way that seemed right to man is a doctrine, amen, that they're following, and they are believing it to have divine authority. Though the scriptures are not in it, though the word of God is not governing, but they believe it has divine authority. Well, what's the divine authority? Divine authority they're leaning to is the will of man. Because it feels good, it's comfortable, it seems right. Well, it seemed like God answered my prayers, and that's why everything worked for me. Well, let me tell you this. In order for God to answer your prayers, You have to be in a place in him that you are in the area of giving up something or you have given up something for God to begin to answer your prayers. Because, see, we want to think that God is just a a, a deliverer, but he's not a receiver. 
We want to just think that God is just somebody we can just rub him and, and, and stroke him and tell him, yes, Lord, I'm going to do this, and then God just going to take us at our word. We think God is stupid and ignorant, and he don't know the heart of man. That's individually and corporately. We think that God don't really know us because, see, this is a book that's been written, and we don't have the decency to study it to know that it was written by prophets of God that were inspired by the spirit of the living God. We think this is just something that was written by man, not knowing and understanding that the God that we serve is a spirit. Amen. And it was through those prophets that God breathed inside the word of God for them to write it for us for such a time as this, for us to be able to understand what God is requiring for us to do. God don't need us to alter nothing. He will not accept altercation. He will not accept us revising nothing he said. He will not accept us changing nothing. He has already put into motion. God, I love you, Jesus. His word is forever settled in heaven. If God speak a word to you, that word is forever settled in heaven and in earth and even underneath the earth. Because, see, the will of God will not be changed through tradition and religion. The will of God will not be altered and changed by the will of man. Glory to God. But yet we got this form of God and it's going on, steady playing with God, thinking God is praying. And, see, we don't take God seriously. We don't take him at his word. We want to use excuses when it comes down to chastisement, when it comes down to reaping what we've sown. We want to use excuses like, well, you know I'm only human. Well, he knew that when he created you. Hallelujah. He knew that when he breathed breath on the inside of you. But yet he also knew that your imagination would be deceitful and deceptive continuously. Without him, without his spirit, without his word governing you. He knew that. Glory to God. So tradition and religion is a damaging material. Don't put it on your foundation. Well, how am I supposed to know what's tradition and religion if it's not the spirit of the Lord in spirit and in truth and his word is not governing it? then it has to be tradition and religion, something that has been structured through the will of man. We need to get away from these words of just sitting around talking about, well, I feel this and, and I, 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 I think, I think. What happened to I believe? What happened to faith? Are there any questions or any comments? Amen, Pastor. Not to go back, but the part where you say the repentance is like a demolition crew. Amen. To cleanse and re-cleanse all that foundation when, you know, bad material have been put on there. Amen. When we make mistakes, we have repentance. We can go back and ask God for forgiveness there. But I find that many a times people are using 
repentance, amen, as a scapegoat, knowing that they're going to continue doing what they're doing, amen, like the scriptures say, having their conscience seared like hot iron, amen, with hot iron. As you know you don't want to cleanse yourself up, you know you don't want to use this word, submit yourself to the word of God, amen, and allow that demolition crew to come in and cleanse that thing out, that thing that make you keep going back to that vomit, keep going back to that old man, amen, using repentance as, amen, a scapegoat. I can just repent. But with that, I see that you're setting out to sin. Amen. You got it in your conscience to, I'm going to do this, and and the Lord is going to forgive me. All I got to do is repent. Amen. But you haven't gotten rid of that thing in the flesh. But like I just said, though, Elder, thank you for that comment. But like I just said, though, God is not stupid. God, God knows the heart of man. He knows the heart of each one of us when we say, I repent, Lord God. He knows exactly. Matter of fact, see, the thing about mankind and his will, see, man is the one that's stupid and slow. See, he does not counter in the fact that God knows the intent of your heart, the thought and intent of your heart. He knows what you're going to say before you even know to say it. And so, therefore, he already knows that that, that that phony repentance is going to come through if it's phony. He already Amen. knows that, that repentance is coming through, is loaded, and it's, and, it's not, and it's not authentic. He already knows that. And Amen. see, and that's the thing where people need to understand. But see, tradition and religion don't give you the knowledge of knowing that. It gives you the knowledge of thinking, well, all I got to do is repent, whether the devil is a lie. Repentance comes with a remorse of saying it comes with a godly sorrow first. A sorrow that says, Lord, I have sinned and I have done wrong and I have done it first of all against you because I've done it against your word, so I've done it against you. And then I've done it also against my brethren. So therefore, no, you cannot fool God. But see, tradition and religion says God is love. That's the word, too. But see, tradition and religion tries to use the word of God for its shortcomings, for its weaknesses, and for its excuses of why it keeps on sinning. That's the will of man. That's what they do. And that's why I say on your foundation, if your foundation is being laid with materials such as that, your foundation is weak. And it's not going to stand. It's not going to be built into that beautiful building that the master building, which is God himself, through his word, is building. It's not going to reach that point. Tradition Again, is a doctrine. Tradition is a doctrine believed to have divine authority. See, man's will believe that in tradition and religion, we, we believe we're doing this thing right. We believe that, that we, we got God's attention. We believe God is on our side. We believe and we feel like God is going to do this for us. Though we done already incorporated our will in doing it, and now we want God to authenticate it. We want God to validate it. It's a way that seems right unto man, and they think God is in agreement with it. 
tradition will compromise the gospel. Amen. Based upon feelings and morals. No spirit and in truth, just feelings, morals and values. That's all it got. That's all it's working with. And it, it lays that on their foundation. And see, and when the scripture comes, and I'm going to read our governing scripture in the end, amen, and when the word of God comes to try those morals and values and them feelings, that stuff catches fire and it is destroyed. Glory to God. Feelings, morals, and values. And I, I, don't, I don't do nobody no harm. I don't mess with nobody. I try to treat everybody right, morals and values, trying to be good when there's none good but the Father. When the Lord has already said, our good is as of a filthy rag to him. No word of God governing our steps, our ways, our will, nothing pertaining to the Lord God himself in spirit and in truth. Tradition compromises the gospel based upon feelings and morals. Amen. Tradition and religion should not be a part of your foundation. Compromise is the settlement of differences by mutual consciences. I'm sorry, concessions. By mutual concession. Compromise is the settlement of differences by mutual concessions. In other words, tradition and religion and the will of man are in compromise. They compromise together. One cannot compromise without the other. They are in agreement with the differences in the word of God. They are in agreement with what they don't want to do according to God's will. They are in agreement with trying to alter and change the word of God and make it feel good and more comfortable to their circumstances. Mm, God, I love you, Jesus. This is why the saints and the believers can't get on one accord. This is the main reason why we can't get on one accord and we are not in unity with the word of God. In spirit Amen. and in truth. That's Amen. the main reason right there. Compromising is the settlement of differences by mutual concession. You got one church believing here, one sanctuary believing here, one group of people over here believing this way, and another one saying, well, we don't do all of that, but we do may just be doing number one, but we don't do two, three, and four. But yet, but we still believe in God. Uh-uh, uh-uh. He said that he would have it that we all say the same thing. Just as he said that he would have it that we all be saved and come into the knowledge of who he is, the knowledge of truth. But this is the problem. That's where the main problem lies. That's the core of this thing, compromise. And it's compromising through tradition and religion. Amen. 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 First Timothy 2 and 4 says, 
who will have all men to be saved. That's God himself. Because, see, one sanctuary to another don't care whether people get saved or not. You got people talking about blessings and prosperity. You got people talking about you going to hell if you don't do it this way. You got people, nobody is talking about delivering folks. Nobody is talking about winning souls. Nobody is talking about beating that pavement out there to go in search of God's people and compelling the world to come, compelling these folks on the street to come. But they want God to bless them. They want God to prosper them. They like all the glitter and the heights and the lights and the, and the fine clothes and everything and the name dropping. They love that. That's tradition and religion. Because I want my name up in the lights. I want to get up high. I want to fellowship like so-and-so over here do. Because they look like they got it really going on, and God is really moving for them. And God is moving for them because they got, <clears throat> they got all the hype over there. They got all the bright lights. They lay hands on folks, and it just seems like God just started moving and just pouring out from, from heaven on them. There's a way that seems right to man, but the ways thereof, it leads to death. And in that death, see, that death, see, the death of a saint allows God to say, I don't know you. Because, see, saints don't die. <laughs> saints don't die. And see, and we end up going through this process, and our foundation is so weak. It's so damaged. It has so many cracks and, and holes in it. It is leaning from one side to another because it's straddled. Because of the material that we done put on our foundation, it causes us, our building to be leaning to the side of, the, of tradition and religion more so than leaning in spirit and in truth. Because, see, in spirit and in truth, it's going to stand, and it won't have no weaknesses in it. Tradition and religion has caused mankind to answer the call, the call of God, but failing to get the instructions with his directions, with his processing methods, according to the will of God. Instead, we got the call, we heard the call, and we went running without the processing, without the directions, without the instructions. And guess what? So we had to do it man's way because we don't know God's way. But yet I know God called, or we know God called us. But we want to do it the way that it feels good. Compromising the word makes mankind Lord over God's people. Amen. Compromising the word of God causes mankind to try and hide from God. Just like Adam did in the garden when God came in the garden and he says, Adam, where are thou? And he says, well, I'm hiding because I'm naked. And he said, God said, well, who told you you was naked? Compromise. Adam had compromised the will of God. He had compromised that thing to the point that, yes, he did know good and evil. But, see, compromise had to take place for him to do that. 
And then yet he's still hiding today. <clears throat> and he's hiding under tradition and religion. Amen. Amen. He's still hiding today under tradition and religion. Because when God mm. comes to try and walk with them and sup with them in the cool of the evening, they're hiding under tradition and religion. And their foundation is weak. And it's so weak to the point that his spirit won't dwell in their house. Glory to God. Glory to God. If your foundation is weak, people, God's spirit won't dwell with you. His spirit cannot dwell in an unclean temple. His spirit cannot dwell in a vessel, in a foundation that is not built by him. His spirit will not dwell if it's not under his plans and purpose. Glory to God. See, we want God, but we don't want it according to God's specs. His specifications only include his will. He don't care nothing about what we like, what we don't like. He don't care nothing about how we feel and what we don't feel. Because, see, he has no respect of a person. It's either God's way or no way. <laughs> Are there any questions or comments? Amen, Pastor. Amen. I like the way you say amen. Mankind is still hiding today under tradition and religion. Amen. Right. I, was just, I was just looking at that definition of tradition and religion. Amen. A doctrine believed to have mm-hmm. divine authority. Believe to have divine authority. And the, and the, and the definition says, though not in Scripture, Amen. Right. They found in Scripture, so they're not really looking for the will of God or the ways of God in Scripture. They're just believing this, like say, passed from generation to generation. Nobody is mm-hmm. going in there to see what God is saying concerning anything. Amen. And the, I, I'm, as I looked at that, amen, the thought come to me, the only way around tradition and religion, that form of godliness, is a relationship. Amen. That's right. It's right. a relationship. That's it. But in, order to get, but in order to get a relationship, there has to be faith, there has to be willingness and obedience on Amen. Amen. Those, are those are materials that have to be laid on that foundation before you can even think about getting a relationship. Because, Amen. see, I'm still willing and obedient to allow God to do according to his will with us without trying to add to or take away, then it's null and void. There is not going to be a relationship because, see, God don't need the help or the will of man to help him do nothing. That's it. All he needs is a vessel that he is called, and when he calls that vessel, he processes that vessel into relationship to total submission to his will. And without that, guess what? It ain't happening. So tradition and religion. Are there any any more comments? Questions? Compromising makes the word of God, makes the word make mankind lord over God's people, as I said. It makes mankind forget that call, that all the glory belongs to God and not just 10%. 
through compromising. They, see, compromising in tradition and religion makes man think that all God wants is 10%. And that and that's not just only in 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 uh, money, but they they if you look at overall across the board, that's all they give God is ten percent because they say, oh, it don't take all that Jesus all day long. Nobody has to. Nobody can walk in the spirit all day long. Nobody nobody need to be talking about Jesus every word come out of their mouth. Why? Because all we have to give God is 10%. I guarantee you in the eyesight and in the knowledge of so many people, they not only look at that 10% in tithes and offerings, but see, the thing is, tithes and offerings covers more than just money. Tithes and offerings covers your gifts and your talents and your time with God. And you got people that are giving financially greatly, but they ain't giving God nothing in gifts, times, and talent, nothing. But they feel like they have met the requirements of the word of God. So we tell you tonight that we're building spiritual foundation, for your foundation must be Jesus. If you got anything else built, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 through 10, 15, verse 11 through... 15 says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You can't lay nothing else on his foundation. If that foundation has him as the cornerstone, nothing else will be laid upon it. Amen. If you feel like you're not going nowhere in Christ Jesus, and your foundation, your cornerstone is Christ Jesus, Check out what you're trying to put on that foundation because evidently the master builder keeps rejecting what you're trying to put on that foundation until you come into total submission to his will and allow him to lay the foundation, then your foundation won't be laid. It won't grow. It won't be able to be built upon. So we have to be able to be mindful of what we encounter, of what we entreat, of what we accept, to be laid upon our foundation. Verse 12 says, Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, houses, land, money, children, husbands, wives, amen, friends, parties, amen, jobs, education, amen, you lay anything else. Verse 13 says, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. The fire of God, the fire of the word of God is going to test those materials, going to try those materials that you have laid on that foundation that the Lord God is building in you. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Verse 14, what sort it is means it's going to try to see if God consumed that thing or did he set it on fire to destroy it. Because, see, when God consumes that thing, he consumes it saying, this is good for me. He, it, begins, it becomes like a sweet-smelling savor to his nostrils when he consumes it. 
And when he consumes it, he puts his seal of approval on it, saying that nothing can come against this because it's been tried by my fire. Come on, somebody. So therefore, when it's been tried by the fire of God and it's still standing, you know you're in the will of God now. You know your foundation is being built by Christ Jesus. Verse 14 says, if any man's work abide, which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Verse 15, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. See, God is still gracious to us. That even of all that mess you putting on your foundation, he will allow that fire to burn it off. Amen. And start you all over again or leave you right at that process of being saved. Isn't that something? But the thing is, the foundation that Christ Jesus lays, the cornerstone is Christ Jesus. You can't lay anything else on that except it is of Christ Jesus. Amen. There's no need in trying because it's not going to stand. So whatever your desire is, I just want to be rich. I just want to be well off. I just want this, and I just want that, and I just want this. Make sure all of what you want includes the will of God, the word of God governing the will of God that God has planned and purposed in you. Make sure it has. And you can be guaranteed with that that your foundation will be Jesus. Are there any more questions or any comments? Amen. Amen. We thank and praise God for the lesson tonight. Amen. We thank God for you all for tuning in. Amen. Are there any special prayers needed or anything? Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank and praise you tonight for this study. We thank you, O oh God, for uh, the opportunity to be able to just speak your word in spirit and in truth. Lord, we ask that the word of God now, Lord God, even as we hang up on these lines, that the word of God will continue to minister as it not only knows to do, amen, in spirit and in truth. So, Lord God, we know that your word is governed by you and you govern your word. So, Lord God, that which we've heard, let it be hidden in our hearts that we may not sin against you, that we may not sin against our brethren, and we may not sin against ourselves. Lord God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you fix things for us, Father God, according to your will, not our will. But God and lead us and put us on the right path, oh God, that when we begin to we begin to lay our foundation and we allow these materials to be put upon our foundation, God, you govern them, you approve them before they're laid. You make the notion, oh God, and come and let us know, oh God, that this is pleasure to you. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord God, we thank and praise you for this new day that you've given us. We thank you, Lord God, for another opportunity to expound on the word of God. Now, Lord God, we ask that you would bless the hearers and the doers of your word. 
Give them the desires of their heart, O oh God, as it pleases you in the will of God. And, Lord God, we thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for giving us strength, O oh God. And we thank you for joy, Lord God, the spirit of joy, O oh God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So we thank you for that joy because we all need joy. And not that necessarily joy from having things, but the joy of the Lord, oh God, which is our strength. So, Lord, strengthen us tonight where we've been torn down and where we've been weakened in our foundation by applying the spirit of joy upon our foundation so that we will be able from this day forward to, to rejoice forevermore. Oh, God, you say rejoice, and I say rejoice in the name of Jesus. So, Lord God, we just thank and praise you for what you've done. We thank and praise you for what you're continuing to do. We love you, Lord God. We ask you to forgive us of all our sin, transgressions, and iniquities that we've committed, oh God, and we've submitted to in word, deed, action, and thought. Oh, God, and we ask you to have mercy upon us. Show us the way, oh, God. Lighten our path. Brighten it, oh, God, that we would know the errors of our ways and put them on the altar, oh, God, and leave them there, asking you to deliver us and recover us, restore us, renew us from that which we have have been partakers of in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you and we appreciate you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 <clears throat>